Thank you for listening. <laughs> That's how we're going to start. Welcome to the podcast. We are, uh, are we still in 19 or we moved to 20? We are in 20 now. Heyo, we are in Luke chapter 20. We're in 2019. We're not in 2020, but we're in Luke chapter 20. It's getting there. It is we're getting, getting there. to the end last, uh, very last little section of the year here. I'm okay with that. The Burr months are coming. And that's my favorite time of year. It is. I saw the geese flying overhead today and thought of you. Was, Does that signify something? When they're flying south. And, oh, you know, see, I know, I know nothing. They said it's too cold. We're going to head south where it's warm. Well, if they think it's too cold here, <laughs> they got... They uh, weren't, yeah. They weren't flying <laughs> south. But I saw them flying and I thought, huh, that reminds me of Stacy's Burmans. Y'all geese are weak. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Jesus. They're smart, though. They come north in the summertime. You know, I would do the opposite. Who wants to be in Florida? Although I would not want to be in Florida in the summer or the winter. So, sorry, Floridians. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> it's probably hot where Jesus was, too. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if he wanted to go south. But it's perfect where he is now. It is, true. So. Yeah, so as we're looking Jesus, at Jesus chapter 20. Jesus, at 72 degrees. That's <laughs> <laughs> <I> where... <laughs> We are such serious podcasters. Light breeze. Uh, So anyway, in Luke chapter 20, uh, we're continuing really in a theme. It's um, as Luke progresses through his narrative, there is a um, there's a constancy in that when when he talks about putting together an orderly account, that's what he's doing. He's not. It's. He's less trying to put together a chronology. It's mm-hmm. there. There is chronology to it. But his concern is less with let's get a timeline than let's let's tell the story and get the connecting thoughts through mm. it as you're going into it. And so he's been, from the beginning, we've seen the message of repent, the kingdom of God is near. We've seen Jesus talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, over and over again. Um we have established Christ as Messiah. We're now coming into Jerusalem where he's coming to do what is required to seek and save the lost. It's not about you know, healing the sick and all that kind of stuff. Those are the signs uh, to testify to who he is, to, to clear up the question of authority. Mm-hmm. Is he who he claims to be? So he has, uh, on numerous occasions now, made it very clear that he is claiming to be the Son of Man, the Son of God, the, the Son of Man referred to in Daniel, the, the Son of David uh, the, from this Davidic prof, uh, prophecy, and very much recognized now, as we just saw in chapter 19, as the Messiah, as the King who was promised. And right. so he's coming to Jerusalem, and he gets to Jerusalem, clears out the temple, establishes this uh, purity of worship uh, once again and, and we see that repeated in the Old Testament prophets that that there is required an, an, an ongoing purging a, a, a repentance that uh, can come voluntarily or it can come forcibly but it must come and so uh, the people of God are called to repentance regularly Jesus comes in says my house is a house of prayer and you've turned into a den of robbers now he's really upset the apple cart, as if he hasn't been from the beginning. And we start out in chapter 20 with his authority being questioned. Um, and uh, just starting with the beginning of the chapter, one day as he was teaching the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, it's interesting, in just before this, in verse 47 of chapter 19, it says that every day he was teaching at the temple. So, you know, he goes into Jerusalem. He's going there to to 
offer himself up on mm-hmm. our behalf. But as he goes into Jerusalem, he's spending every day teaching publicly at the temple, where the people gather. He is there. And the chief priests uh, and the teachers of the law and, and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. They, you know, they've had enough, this, you know, purging the temple thing that kind of put it over the top so they're trying to kill him but verse 48 they could not find any way to do it because all the people hung on his words right into 20 one day as he was teaching the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel and don't miss out on the preaching the gospel it's not just that he's teaching it's that he is proclaiming this good news he's proclaiming that god wants to reconcile you to himself there is a grace and a mercy being offered to you and you can choose it or you can suffer the condemnation that you rightly deserve the kingdom is coming the kingdom of god is near repent receive mercy do it now because if you don't do it now it's going to be too late so he's preaching the gospel as he's teaching in the temple courts He's out in public, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him and they said, "By, you know, tell us by what authority you're doing these things. Who gave you this authority?" He replied, uh, "I'll also ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism. Remember John the Baptist early on? We, we see him, and he's out there. The people love him. The leaders hate him. Uh, he ends up being beheaded. Was it from heaven, or was it from men?" Well, the leaders discussed it among themselves in verse 5. And they say, well, if we say from, from heaven, he's going to ask, why didn't you believe him? If we say it's from men, then all the people are going to stone us because they're convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered, as the cowards that they were, we don't know where it was from. You know, Either way, it's a bad answer. So we don't know where John's authority came from. And I have to picture in my mind Jesus kind of smirking as he says this then neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. Ooh. Yeah. So you're questioning the authority, but you don't really want the authority. You don't want the real answer. You want the the politically correct answer. You want to be able to to trap or whatever else. You're not actually interested in submitting to this authority. That's what they're trying to do is trap them. Right. And we're going to see that continue as we go through And they already have in in past chapters as well. Right. They have been trying and they've been failing. And now it's their concentrated effort. Everything that they're doing is all completely about that at this point. So uh, then I'm not going to tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. And he went on in verse 9 to tell the people this parable. So he's talking to the leaders in response to them, turns and talks to the crowd, the people. The Pharisees and the the leaders are still there because they're ticked off after Mm -hmm. he gets done telling this parable Mm -hmm. because they know he's talking about them. He's talking about them to the crowd. And this is uh, a man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a uh, servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty handed. So there is a man who owns the vineyard. He lets people rent it, farm it, benefit from it. Mm-hmm. When he sends his servant to receive the fruit, the kingdom of God is always about bearing fruit, then they don't want to give him the fruit. They don't want to let the landowner have what the landowner owns, mm-hmm. what it actually belongs to. So they want to keep all the blessings of it for themselves. They beat and reject the, the, the servant, continues to happen. He sends servant after servant. They keep beating him and kicking him out. So the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I know I'll send my son whom I love. Again, we hear the echoes of Christ's own baptism when the Father God spoke to him and said, you are my son whom I love. With you I'm well pleased. So as 
as Jesus then uh, tells this parable, the owner sends the son. When the tenants saw the son, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him. So they've beaten the, the servants, representing the prophets. Right. But the, the son they're going to kill. So they threw him out in the vineyard and killed him. And they're, they're going to kill him because they think, well, now we get everything for ourselves. We get the inheritance. So if you kill the son of God, then you get to do your own thing. Uh, that's the thought. When the people heard this, they said, may this never be. Jesus looked at them and said, then what is the meaning of this, uh, of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the, the capstone or the cornerstone, depending on your translation. <clears throat> Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. I think this is the climactic verse of the passage. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. And the teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. So we see this escalating hatred for Christ. But he clearly is saying, you want to know what my authority is? I'm the son. You're rejecting the son. But understand, everybody is going to have to deal with the son. Everybody's going to have to deal with this rejected stone that is actually the capstone or the cornerstone of this. And those who fall on who fall on the stone in humility will be broken to pieces. There's a brokenness that is endemic to faith in Christ. But those who don't will have this stone fall on them and they'll be utterly crushed. There's a destruction to that. So again, as we saw previously, our response to Christ doesn't determine who he is, but it absolutely de determines our destiny. All right, we'll stop there for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.